Come on, shout glory to God. Amen. Pastor Wally, thank you. I mean, like Pastor said, there's no coincidence in the kingdom. You know, so when PK and PM said we're having day four, obviously God is up to something. All right, so he's, we've, we've done the first course, second course. I mean, the, all the extra toppings must be complete. And, and we're going home loaded. We're going home, I mean, heavy. Ay, ay, ay. Glory to God. Now, PKPM, yeah, on the island tonight. Now, I know if I tell you to shout, they might not hear. But you will still shout. As though they can hear you. Come on, celebrate your pastors. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, God's blessed you with great pastors. And I don't need to tell you that. All right. You know, they're a blessing not only to you, but to the body of Christ at large. Huge blessing. And God is just about to begin with them. All right. So keep them in your prayers. Maintain your support. Uh, just keep doing all the things they've taught you to do. Okay. Um, I mean, PK is a word man. You know that. So when a word man has a word meeting and brings other word people, he's being generous. <laughs> you know, he could have taught you what we're teaching you. You know, and I, I enjoyed my first day here. I could feel the vibes. These people have been taught. You know, they've been taught. You know, sometimes you're making reference to a verse and I'm hearing someone quoting it. Someone is quoting, ah, they don't, they don't teach them. But, I mean, it's not shocking. I, I know people out there might see PK just as a relationship person. But you, you know. Uh, you, you know. Uh, you know, you know. So when you're in a house like that, you plug in and you keep your head straight and you fulfill every reason why God planted you there. All right? Bible says those that are planted in a the house, they flourish. So there's a planting and a flourishing. Is that all right? So keep loving your pastors and keep doing all that. Amen. Before we see, please let me celebrate my wife. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So are we ready? Word feast day four. Glory. Here we go. Please you see that. Praise God. Here we go. Day four. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm sure Pastor, you blew your socks off yesterday. Oh dear Lord. The way he, he explains the word is, is just wonderful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you once again. We do not take any of these for granted. We appreciate you greatly. Thank you for your love, your matchless love. Thank you for your everlasting love for us. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you because our hearts of understandings are enlightened. Our eyes are enlightened. Our hearts flooded with revelation. We give you praise. Thank you for understanding for everyone here tonight. Thank you because we bear fruit, much fruit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. All right, so Sundays have been on the blessing, am I correct? All right. So I just entered that a little bit, okay? A little bit. I I entered it a bit yesterday at um, the Island Church and... 
just believe my heart we should stay there a little more um, today so i i would want to talk about the reality of the blessing the reality of the blessing praise god guys there is the place of knowledge and that's why this meeting exists the place of knowledge first peter chapter 1 and the 23rd verse of first peter first peter 1 23 first peter chapter 1 23 says being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible how by the word of god that lives and abides forever can we read this verse together i want to go being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god which lives and abides so how were you born again how were you born again how were you born again please quickly note that man is three parts spirit soul and body all right so the day you got born again your spirit got reborn but do you know that your spirit got reborn with the same substance by which jesus was born in john john chapter 1 verse 14 says the word became flesh so jesus was the word that became flesh the same word that produced him bible says you are now born again how by the word of god so you are a product of the word the word gave birth to you and listen everything a fish needs is inside water a fish outside water is dead fish is that correct is that simple all of the nutrients of the fish all of the fish's life and existence is all within water clear so the believer is born by the word everything you need is in the word all of your life and existence is in the word a believer outside that word could be dead so you conduct your affairs you you know put your affairs together by the word so peter says we're born of the word first peter chapter two now and then the second verse so we're born by the word first one and then first two says as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of what the word that you may what grow so the word gives birth to you but the word doesn't stop at giving birth to you the word nourishes you to grow through the word you grow so if i many believers they want to grow and they think oh if i have a lot of prayer meetings and i have a lot of prayer time i will grow growth doesn't come necessarily by prayer because you could spend a lot of time praying but not praying right but the more you know the better you pray my people are destroyed not for lack of prayer they are destroyed for lack of knowledge i know sometimes when we talk like this it's a bit offensive to people who love to pray or feel they are according to a prayer ministry no this is not offensive nobody's trying to be offensive we're actually trying to help you better because jesus in john said if you abide in me and my words abide in you then you can ask whatever you want and it will be done so it takes the fullness of the word to pray effectively john in first john also tells us that this is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will he will hear us so it's not just the asking i have to ask according to his will i need to know what the word is saying you know when you know what the word is saying you might even know what not to pray about because we love to talk to god about everything but do you know the bible says you take authority over the devil that's not prayer you tell the guy to get out but you won't know where to tell him to get out if you don't know the word so you want to talk to god about everything 
Oh God, tell the devil to get his hands off my finances. There is no place in the Bible where you are told to tell God. And when I mean Bible, I mean New Testament, your own portion of that Bible. Now, everything is for us, all right? We learn from the Old Testament, we get a whole lot of it, but the New Testament speaks directly to you. You won't find the New Testament say to you to talk to God, to tell the devil something for you. Jesus in Mark 16 says, These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Not God will cast out the devil for you. They will cast out devils. But if you don't know, you say, oh God, Satan has come again. Oh God, he has come again. No. James says in chapter 4, verse 7, you resist the devil. He didn't say God again. Peter says in chapter 5 of 1 Peter, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, looking for whom he may devour. The next verse says, you resist him steadfast in your faith. Paul in Ephesians 4 says, give no place to the devil. If I can stop him from having place, it means I have some level of authority. It means I can say, move back. Mm, back, back. Mm, back. Mm-mm. Back. I said, can you do that? Yes, you can. So if you don't know the word, you would end up praying about things that you take authority over. Oh God, this pain is killing me. When are you going to take the pain away? God took the pain away on the cross of Calvary. So what you do is you speak to the mountain. You use your authority. You use your authority. So thank God for great prayer meetings. Thank God for, you know, long hours of prayer. But you'll be more effective in your prayer life when you're a person of the word. When you give attention to knowing scripture. See, there was a storm and Jesus did not pray. He spoke to the storm. At the man, I mean with the man at the beautiful gate in Acts chapter 3, Peter did not pray for the man's healing. You remember the story? Peter said, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have, I give. Peter knew he had something. You need to know you have something. Such as I have, I give. In the name of Jesus, rise up. That's a command. That's not prayer. Peter could have said, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, may he stand up. May... You know, sometimes we're trying to be humble, but we're messing up our rights and privileges. Peter said, in the name of Jesus, get up. Get up. Not, Father, have mercy, let him, may he be able to get up. Do you understand that? It shows you that God has put you somewhere. So what the devil fights is our knowledge. He wants to keep us in darkness. He wants to keep us in ignorance so you do not know what belongs to you. Oh, but it's a lie. Oh, we're gaining knowledge. We're increasing in grace. We're growing in authority knowledge. And we're exercising our power. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Acts 20, 32. Acts chapter 20, 32. Paul is saying here to the leaders in Ephesus, the elders, he says, and now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Now he says the word will be able to do two things. Watch them. Number one, what would the word do? Build you up. What would he do again? Amongst them, satisfied. So if you, if you want to grow, go to the word. The word will build you up. And the word will give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Now, is it because the word is just going to give you? No, the inheritance already belongs to you. But if you don't give attention to the word, you will not know what belongs to you. 
So are you ready? Are you ready? Isaiah 51 from verse 1. Isaiah 51 from verse 1. Glory to God. So in Isaiah, God is saying, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look unto the rock from which you were hewn, to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. God is about to show something. He's about to display. All right, verse 2, please. God says, look to who? Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah that gave birth to you. When I called him, he was alone. And then I blessed him. And what happened? Hi. Are you ready tonight? God said, when I called him, he was alone. God is bragging. He's bragging. He's talking to the people of Israel. He said, look, look, look. Look. See what I did with Abraham. Check what I did with his life. See what I did with Sarah. When I called Abraham, he was alone. But I did something to him that changed his life. I blessed him. The moment I blessed him, hi, the man multiplied. The man multiplied. The man multiplied. The man multiplied. Oh, this is exciting already. Because there's a power in the blessing. And the moment the believer knows it, listen, you would be the unstoppable person God created you to be. Was Abraham a blessed man? God told Abraham, I'll make you great. I'll give you a great name. All na- listen, all nations connect to Abraham. The Christian community, Abraham is our papa. The Muslim community, Abraham is your papa. The Jewish community, Abraham is your papa. You've collected the whole world. Everybody's calling Abraham. Abraham is great. Great name. But how did he become great? God blessed him. God blessed him. God blessed him. Oh, glory to Jesus Christ. Say the blessing. But how and when did God bless him? Genesis 12, verse 1. Now God said to Abraham, get out from where? Your country, your kindred, your father's house to a land that I will do what? Show you verse 2 into verse 3. Let's go. And I will make of you a great nation, and then I will bless you, and I will make your name great, all right? And you shall be a blessing. Verse 3, please. And I will bless them that what? Bless you, and I will curse them that what? Curse you, and in you shall all the families of the earth be. Let's take verse 2 and 3 again. Verse 2. I will what? Make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Verse 3. I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse whoever curses you, and in you would all the families of the earth be blessed. Somebody say, blessed. So God said, I found Abraham, I blessed him, he was alone, then suddenly this man multiplied. And God said, look at him, see what I did to him. The church needs to learn to keep the eyes, our own eyes. We need to learn to keep our eyes on the people God put in front of us. I did something, you know, at Island yesterday, allow me quickly to do it. Could you bring out your phones if you don't mind? Let's Google the net worth of the richest man. I know something we can say, but just Google quickly. The net worth, the richest man alive. His net worth. I know it just changed, like, was it two weeks ago or something? And it will soon change again, but no problem. But check, the current one. Anybody, what do you find? How many billions can you see there? $197 billion. $197 billion. Hope you noticed that. One night, seven billion dollars. Net worth, King Solomon, 2021. Yes, the same King Solomon. 
The one in your Bible. Check, please. Google. Net worth. King Solomon, 2021. King Solomon. Net worth, 2021. Who found anything? Is there? Who found? How much, please? Net worth, richest man alive. How much? 197 billion. When did Solomon die? Net worth, King Solomon. How many? No, no, I'm hearing you. I'm just... How many? Louder. Loud it. Who blessed Solomon? And when God blessed him, God told him, no man would ever be as rich as you in the history of humanity. So God puts people in front of us to inspire us. We would rather put worldly people in front of us to inspire us. So you ask a believer, who are your mentors in prosperity and business? And you start naming them. Half of them are not born again. Two-thirds of them are not born again. You don't even know about their business practices. You don't know, but we know Solomon. We saw it when God blessed him. Leave Solomon. Come to David. The thing they used in building the temple, David dropped it before he died. All the money. Then now told his elders, I've finished it, but contribute something. We are givers in this place. Those are the kinds of people God put in front of us. Anybody getting that? So God says, look at them. Look at them. See what I did with them. It will give you an idea of what I can do to you. No, listen, when God says, so God said, look at Abraham, see what I did to the man. I blessed him. I changed his life. Do you know how rich David was? Do you know how rich all these men were? And David would always hear from God before he goes into battle. I shouldn't teach you that. This is this is uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? So you, they will now tell you, study the word, say, God, I don't have time. These people had time for God because they knew that the source of all prosperity was God. Now, you have people that will teach you and train you and say, no, 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 no. no. Anybody getting this already? If we stop here, it's a good time to stop and go home. I say, what did you learn today? Ah. Ah. (laughs) All right. But we still have a lot to cover. All right. So, God is saying, I blessed Abraham. And we've seen in Genesis chapter 12 how that God said, I will bless you, I will bless you, I will bless you. Abraham gave birth to a son called Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. Jacob gave birth to Joseph. And we see all these men display heavy amounts of blessing. Yes or no? But do you know that when they all transfer the blessing to the next, can I please get like four people? Any four? Can, Can they come up here? All right, four. Yes, I'll need that thing now. Thank you, one. Thank you, two. Thank you, three. Did you know before? Oh, he'll be four. Okay, then you'll be five. But just stay there for a while. All right, so we have four already. Just um, you there, you here, you here. Thank you. You can see them, right? Hmm. So let this be Abraham, Isaac. Jacob, and then who? Can I have this thing? Thank you. The blessing is invisible, but the impact is visible. Do you understand that? You don't see it, but you can, you can tell it's working. 
So God told Abraham, I will bless you. Something happens to Abraham from that day. From Genesis 12. In that same Genesis 12, Abraham entered Egypt. The king of Egypt saw his wife and liked her. Took her to his house and God plagued him for touching Abraham's wife. That means there's something on him. By chapter 13, Bible says Abraham was rich in cattle, gold, and silver. We just see this man prosper. We can't explain. People are afraid of him. People are respecting him. It's the blessing of God. Abraham now transfers this blessing to Isaac. Abraham is gone. Yes, Abraham, Bible says, no, please stay. Ah, ah. We're just starting, sir. Hold on. But I'll be quick. Abraham transfers it to Isaac. Isaac carries this blessing. You remember Genesis 12, 26. Isaac sold in the land and in the same year he reaped what? A hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. I love verse 13. He says, and Isaac began to prosper. Continued to prosper till he became very prosperous. Nobody could find water. Isaac was, Genesis 26 said there was famine in the land. And anytime Isaac's people dug, they found water. That means when they say there's scarcity, not for the blessed man. Not for the blessed man. Not for the blessed man. You know, people say, you know, sometimes you inherit your father's demons. Why don't we say you inherit your father's blessing? You know, they say, eh, Abraham didn't give birth to a child on time, so Isaac did not give birth to a child on time. I would rather interpret it as Abraham couldn't, but the blessing made it possible. Isaac couldn't, but the blessing made it possible. Why focus on the negative when you see what the blessing could do in their lives? Anybody hearing this so far? So then we had Esau and Jacob. You would think, but blessing was just ordinary prayer. It wasn't ordinary prayer. Esau was to get the blessing. Jacob got the blessing. And Esau said, I will kill you on top of prayer. He knew it wasn't prayer. He knew that this thing they call blessing was what made his father, Isaac, to prosper. There's the birthright. There's the blessing. So Esau says, I am hungry. Jacob says, sell me birthright. What is birthright? Daddy has two children. He has ten cows. He won't divide cow five and five. He will divide cow six and four, seven and three, because the firstborn must get the portion of two people. So Esau feels, what is birthright if I die? Is it not to collect extra cow? Is it not to collect extra house? Carry and go. But Jacob was looking for something. Not birthright. Blessing. So when Esau, oh God. So Esau missed the blessing. Jacob got it. You remember that Jacob ran away from the house. So he left the house with nothing, only stick in his hand. So who was left with the reigning property? Check the story later. One person was greater. Because even if you don't have anything but a stick in your hand and you wear this blessing. If you don't have anything, you wear the blessing. He too had a wife that couldn't give birth on time, but the blessing was working. The blessing was working. The blessing was working. Then they found a little young boy called Joseph. I love this guy. I mean, so they gave him a coat of many colors. His brothers hated him. And then they sold him as a slave into Egypt. Meaning when you are sold as a slave, you know you are naked. Because the brothers already took the coat away. And then you will have to be inspected by the slave master. They check your muscles, check your teeth, see how strong you are. Then they auction you, they pay for you. So this young guy entered Egypt a slave. No shirt on his back. As much as he wasn't wearing anything, he was wearing something. So he entered into Potiphar's house. Wasn't wearing anything. Then they sent him to the farm to go and work. The farm started prospering. They took him from the farm, put him in the house. The house was prospering. They brought him back. They put him in the farm. Farm was prospering. They put him back in the house. House is prospering. Potiphar said, I think I understand what's happening. Put this guy over everything. Why? Because when a blessed man is somewhere, things will happen. 
When a blessed man is somewhere, things will happen. Mrs. Potiphar started liking him. That time, Potiphar had given him another jacket. Alright? So, Mrs. Potiphar said, I like you. Oh boy, I like you. She said, I know do. I know do. Madam, I know do. Then she tried grabbing him. He left the jacket. You remember that? I mean, he must have told himself, I've lost a jacket to my brothers before. I can lose another one to you. Take the physical jacket. You cannot take this blessing. So he ends up in prison, but he was still wearing the blessing. Now he's a prisoner, but the blessing is working. Prison warder is noticing him. Prisoners are gathering around him. Something's happening. Someone just entered this prison. So that means the blessing on him did not give him prison break. The blessing on him didn't give him a release, but the blessing on him was walking around him. Walking around him, changing things around. Sometimes your company is blessed because of you. Your salary was not increased yet. They didn't give you a new car. They didn't give you a driver. They didn't increase your salary. But something is happening. Let it keep happening. Let it keep happening. The day is coming. The day is coming. The day is coming. So we see Abraham. God said, look at them. I made everybody rich. This guy was naked. Entered Egypt. Ended up as a prime minister. How? The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Are you still here? I mean, this one to run away from home with stick in his hand. He came back prosperous. How? The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Oh, glory to God. Hope you don't mind staying like that for a little while. So Galatians chapter 3 verse 16. Galatians 3 16. Galatians 3 16. Thank you. It says, now to Abraham and his seed. Follow the tenses, please. Now to Abraham and his seed. Where the promises made, he said not unto seeds as of many, but as of one as your seed. Maybe New King James, clearer English for somebody. I could have said NLT, but New King James, right? Now to Abraham and his seed, where the promises made, he does not say unto your seeds as of what many, but as of one unto your seed, which is who. That means each time God kept on talking to Abraham, God was not talking to Abraham and saying seeds, seeds. God kept on talking to Abraham and saying seed, seed. I bless you and your seed, to you and your seed, you and your seed. There's always law of double interpretation. It's like when God told David through the prophet that your son will build me an everlasting house. We thought it was Solomon. The temple of Solomon was destroyed. The son he was referring to was Jesus that would build him an everlasting house. So you can always look at the natural, but you will miss the story. You have to see that there was a double play of prophetic language there. So in the same way, God kept on saying, I bless you and your seed. I bless you and your seed. But so that the movie can be sweet, God had to give us a physical picture to look at. So we see Isaac and say, ha, that's the seed. We see Jacob, we say, that's the seed. We see Joseph, that's the seed. But Bible is saying here, to Abraham and one seed were the promises made. Not seed as of many, but one. This is where you come in, sir. So please stand beside him. So every time God blessed Abraham, there was an invisible person there. Christ. So God kept on saying, Abraham, I bless you. It was for him. I bless you for him. I will make your name great for him. Through you are the nations of the earth to be blessed. It was for him. Everything God was saying here was for Christ. Everything. Every blessing you ever see, everybody, all of these people walking was for Christ. But guess what? Christ came from heaven. The blesser does not need a blessing. But Christ is there. So let's, let's put you somewhere here. Now can I get one more person? Anybody? One more, one more. Thank you. Thank you. 
So are you ready for this? Just stay where you are. You have a... A majestic entry. Give me a moment. So when God blessed Abraham, who was God blessing? Have you seen it in the scripture? Are you sure? Now verse 29. Galatians 3, 29. Galatians 3, 29. 29, please. Thank you. Let's read together. Want to go? And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according God said, Abraham, I bless you. He said, I receive, I receive, I receive. He was receiving. Then Abraham started transferring the blessing. But Paul said, no, 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 no. The blessing wasn't for them. It was for him. Christ. But like I said, the blesser doesn't need the blessing. What was he doing? He was standing in the queue for somebody. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be... So the moment God blessed Abraham, God was blessing Christ. But Christ came from up down here only to stand in place for somebody and go back. He was only waiting for someone to show up. So every blessing that Christ was receiving, he was receiving it for everybody that will be. So that means you can read the verse and say, to Abraham and to me where the promise is made. Not to them. Not to them, to me. Who's getting that? Every promise of Abraham belongs to who? Belongs to who? Are you sure? Are you sure? Listen, this is the authority of scripture. I'm going to fight with it. Every promise God made to Abraham belongs to you. Thank you, people. Let me have Abraham and let me have Christ. Please come back quickly. I hope you don't mind, sirs. Let me have Abraham and Christ. Hmm. You will change roles quickly. You become Moses. Please stay here. Are you ready? Do you know you're blessed? But have you ever had a bad day and the first thought on your mind was, what did I do wrong? Someone was talking to you. Moses. Are you ready? Verse 16. Maybe we'll use NLT, something simpler. NLT. Thank you, Lord. NLT. Are you ready? Verse 16. God gave the promises to who? Abraham and his child. And notice that scripture doesn't say to his children, as it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child. And of course, that means who? 17 now. Watch this. Very interesting. This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be cancelled 400 years later when God will be breaking what? Are you sure you got that? So I tell you, come tomorrow, I have a gift for you. Then you show up and I say, before I give you the gift, you need to help me clean the house and wash the car. Is it still a gift? This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be cancelled. 430 years later, when God gave the law to who? Moses, God will be breaking his promise. Verse 18. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it will not be the result of accepting God's promise, but God graciously gave it to Abraham how? As a promise. So God said, Abraham, I bless you. 
Then Moses shows up and says, if you hearken diligently to the word of the Lord, and you obey everything that is written in this place, then the blessing will come upon you, and it will overtake you, and the blessing, and if you don't, then the curses will overtake you. And then all of us are used to Moses now. I do something wrong, it curses upon me. I do something right, I'm blessed. You are not children of Moses. You are children of Abraham. <laughs> Moses was a prophet to the Jews. Abraham was a father of nations. I repeat, Moses was God's prophet to the nation of Israel. God told Abraham, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So when God blessed Abraham, there was no condition attached. Oh God, I want to give birth to a child. I need a child. Ah, God, what must I do? Before you think of what to do, something has been done. Freely given. God, I need long life. I need, now I'm going to be careful. You need to be careful what I'm about to say, but you'll get it. Moses said that if you will do the word of the Lord, and hacking diligently to him, he will bless your bread, bless your water, take sickness away from the midst of you. Is that true? Very correct. But, so that means for me to be blessed and healed, I have to serve the Lord so that I can take sickness away from the midst of me. In the new covenant, someone did something. How do I get healed in the New Testament? Through this snow, by his stripes I'm healed. Did anybody get what I just said? So the way to get healed is now he that's he, Abraham in Christ, Christ in Abraham, did something on my behalf and then I'm healed. Here, I have to do something to get healed. Here, I have to do something to be blessed. I have to do something to prosper. I have to do, I have to do. No, you need to find out what has been done. It's like mommy saying, everybody, your food is ready. What do we do? Burn it. But when you start saying, mommy, um, should I wash plates before I can eat? Uh, how many plates should I wash before I can qualify to eat? You're thinking like a servant, not like a child. How many of you will feel very responsible as parents when your children come to you and say, hey, well, daddy, I passed my exam, so share you pay my school fees next, next time. Pass or fail? They are your responsibility. That's family thinking. This is slavery thinking. So the church has been grown up as slaves. Oh, God, I need to change my car. Oh God, what must I do? God, what, how do I? Oh, show me your favor, oh God. The blessed is already favored. You have to get this. In Luke chapter 13, 15 and 16, Jesus went into the synagogue, met a woman that was bent over for 18 years. Guess what Jesus said in verse 15 of Luke 13? Luke 13, 15. Let's quickly see. Luke 13, 15. All right, and the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrite, does not the ox of each one of you, when you, you know, on the. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath day lose his ox or ass from the stall and lead him away to watch in verse 16 now? Can you see what I'm reading? Ought not this woman, being what? A daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound for how long? 18 years below. She was bent like this and Jesus said, because she's a daughter of Abraham, she doesn't belong in this condition. Meaning when I remember who I am, I can walk out on any condition. I can tell sickness, I'm a child of Abraham. This this doesn't belong to me. I'm a child of Abraham. Poverty doesn't belong to me. I'm a child of Abraham. Blessing belongs to me. There was nobody in Abraham's lineage that didn't walk in abundance of blessing. There was nobody in Abraham's lineage that did not walk in abundance of prosperity. There was nobody in Abraham's lineage. Listen, these people enjoyed supernatural protection. Even when they were in Egypt and they were trying to finish them, they kept on multiplying. So there is the grace of multiplication in the house of Abraham. But the reason why they were prospering and multiplying was because the blessing was on them. And the blessing was on them because the blessing is for Christ. And the blessing for Christ is the blessing for you. Why? Listen. 
Have you ever looked into a picture before and there were like 10 people in the picture and you were there? When you hold the picture, who are you looking for? When you see that your hair is not okay in that picture, but every other person looks okay, what will you say about the picture? It's not fine. Because you just, you are not okay in the picture. So many of us do not value the revelation of God's word because we are not seeing ourselves well inside. When you understand that this is who I am, this is what God has made me to be, this is the life that I live, I will not be bound. I'll walk in liberty. Are you understanding this? Oh dear, dear, dear. Abraham went to Abimelech's kingdom. Said, Sarah is my sister. Abimelech in Genesis 20 took Sarah as wife. God showed up to Abimelech in the middle of the night and said, Wallahi, I will kill you. <laughs> Abimelech said, Sir, he said she's his sister. God said, Wallahi, you are dead. You have to return the man's wife back to him and he must pray for you. God could have said, Abraham, you said she's your sister, they carried her. It's your business. Moses would have done that to you. You suffer it, you carry it. But here, God didn't give him a law. God just gave him blessing. Doesn't make you lawless. But it means you have faith in the person that blessed you. So God shows up to Abimelech at night and says he must pray for you. And Genesis 20 ends up telling us that God had closed up all the wombs in Abimelech's house. Because of one man. Blessed people don't struggle. So you want to get a job, they pulled out your proposal, gave it to somebody else. Be laughing. Be laughing. The God that showed up to Abimelech at night is still sitting on the throne. So you have to understand, this is who I am. This is what I have. This is my right. Anybody getting this? So Moses gave them a law. Why did Moses give them a law? If you don't mind reading Galatians 3 on your own when you get home. Moses gave them a law until Christ will come. The moment Christ came, the law was no longer needed. Christ is now the one through the blessing of Abraham, giving you everything that you need. Is this thing clear a little bit? Yeah. A little bit or more than a little bit? Let me allow you guys to sit down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, if I am blessed, what should I expect? We've touched a few of them already. Multiplication. God said, Abraham, when I met Abraham, he was alone. Then I blessed him and he multiplied. What should you expect? Multiplication. Even if what you have right now is bathroom sleepers, you don't even know what to eat tonight, you don't know how to settle your house rent. You are not in as bad a case as Joseph was as a slave in Egypt. But the blessing picked him up from where he was and kept on lifting him. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Listen, the word make means to transform. Meaning no matter where the blessing meets you, it will not leave you at that level. Do you understand that? So everybody here, relax and tell yourself, listen, I'm blessed. Though. Where I am today is not where I'll be tomorrow. Where I am today is not where I'll be tomorrow. Where I am today is not where I'll be tomorrow. Because I know that the blessing of God is upon me. It makes me rich. It will add no sorrow to it. The blessing gave them children. It's obvious in the Bible. The blessing gave them protection. The blessing gave them defense. The blessing gave them promotion. I love how Joseph prospered. Imagine if Joseph was our family member, maybe our brother, and we're told Joseph was in prison, and we found the prison where he was. Maybe we're his cousins. It was his brothers that sold him. So who would be his cousins? And then we're trying to get him out of prison. Do you know who could get him out of prison prematurely? 
And all we have to be able to do is help him to get another houseboy job or get him back to Papa's house. But only that the blessing was cooking something. That delay was a timing. Something was building. He was growing in capacity such that when the time came, he would enter Pharaoh's palace streets. You can't keep a blessed man down. Oh, people backbite, they beef you. Don't start having time. All you haters, put it on your WhatsApp status. All haters, 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 beware. You are giving them what they want, attention. Keep moving. Oh, dear Lord. You can't keep a blessed man down. You can't keep a blessed man now. You say, but they cheat me. They are cheating me. Abraham and Lot had expanded because of the blessing. Abraham told Lot, whatever you want, pick. Lot picked the better side. Abraham was left. But when Abraham finished, he was more prosperous. So you might feel, oh, daddy died. They divided the land. They cheat me. Who told you that on that one plot they gave you, someone cannot come and buy it for one crazy amount of money? Or they will now not say that they found bitumen in only your own plot, in the whole of Lagos. Only your plot. Someone say, is it possible? Isaac found water when there was no water. Because of the blessing. I'm saying this because every day, stop, stop telling yourself, oh, oh God, help me. Oh God, no, relax. God helped you by wearing a blessing cloth on you. Are you hearing me now? Galatians 3, 13, 14. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is anyone that hangs on the tree. So that the blessing, verse 14 now, of Abraham might come. You remember that jacket they were wearing on the stage? The blessing comes upon you in Christ. Say the blessing comes upon me. Say the blessing has come upon me. Say the blessing is on me. Now look at verse 29 of the same Galatians 3. Alright, no, verse 27 rather of Galatians 3. Galatians 3, 27. For as many as have been what? Baptized into Christ. They are put on who? What was Isaac wearing? But let's say blessing. What was Jacob wearing? He didn't have anything but stick, but he was wearing something. What was Joseph wearing? Did he have jacket? He wore the blessing. What do you think you are wearing? When you step out of the house tomorrow morning, I know you're going to wear your designers, whether the D designers or the... Wear those things and wear them well. Nobody needs to know where you bought it. You're rocking with style. Making it, make it clean. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's leave story. But what I'm saying is this. No matter what you're wearing because some people like to brag on, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Ferragamo, I'm wearing, I'm wearing. If you wear that but you don't wear the blessing, you're not wearing anything. Because everybody in Joseph's, in Pharaoh's palace, they were dressed in high, 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 nice looking something. But one guy walked in that wasn't wearing anything but the blessing. And there was a guy that came on top of everybody. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. It has no sorrow with it. You can change it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. 
This rich is not just money. So you won't have money and spend it on sickness. Are you hearing me now? So the blessing makes you rich. All around prosperity. Your health is fine. Your children are okay. Your marriage is okay. Your job is good. Everything about you is fine. Are you hearing me? The blessing of the Lord. It makes rich. It has no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. It has no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. It has no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. Can you do this 30 minutes every day for the next three months? What I'm telling you, I've done for like four hours a day sometimes. Four hours. I've done that. You say, why? You're meditating. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you will meditate therein, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm quoting someone now. He doesn't walk in the way of sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he will meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He will bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves would never wither. Anything he does will prosper. You need to get it. He shall be. It means automatically it will happen. Nothing can stop it from happening. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Meaning he will never see no water. He will always see water. He won't have condition of saying there's no water. No dry season. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It means it's a tree that will consistently get nutrients. Nutrients. And don't forget that the water is the word. The word is the water. So when you meditate, you are that tree planted by the rivers of water he now says you will bring forth your fruit in your season you will bring it forth in your season not your neighbor's season i know your neighbor bought car i know your neighbor got married i know your neighbor has baby i know they're asking when is your turn when is your turn then you say god's time is the best relax god has now put it in your hand to determine a season pk was quoting in in, in from matthew chapter 13 on day one from you know that these people their eyes are Closed, ears are closed, and then they are not converting. He said, at any time that they may see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and be converted at any time. At any time. Who determines the time? At any time they see with their eyes. They hear with their ears. What happens? How do you get yourself to see? You go and meditate. You are staying there. You are staying there. You are staying there. You are staying there. The thing is, give you goosebumps. I didn't come for goosebumps. I came for revelation. So thank God for the goosebumps that get me in between the process. I will enjoy it. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. But I know, mm -mm, I'm not done. I stay there. I stay there. I stay there because you have to learn to dig wells. In Genesis 26, Isaac was digging the wells of Abraham. And he would dig them. They would come and pour sand inside it. But Isaac kept on digging till he dug his own wells. It means thank God for my daddy's revelation, but I have to get my own revelation. I can drink water from my daddy's well for a period of time, but they will keep coming to pour sand inside. But when I have it, I have it. When I need healing and I come to you, after a while I might not find you. But when I know how to get healing by myself, no matter the sickness that comes to me, I can always generate healing from inside me. When I know how to get divine direction, I'll not be running around and say, please tell me who to marry. Prophesy who to marry. Prophesy business, business. Bible says counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. A man of understanding will draw it out. So I'm not digging from your well anymore. I'm digging my own well. I got the revelation from you. I picked it, then it became my revelation. I'm no more saying PK said. I'm no more saying PM said. I'm saying I know. I know. 
I know. I've come to understand that this is what the word is saying. And that's what will make your pastors glad. That's why we're having a word feast. So you stay with the word. God taught, God was the one that taught Abraham how to meditate. Yeah. You say how? God told Abraham, look at the stars. Can you count them? Abraham will look, see. What do you think he was doing? Picturing. Meditating. Meditating. Picturing. Meditating. Are you getting that? God taught Abraham. God told Abraham, I'm going to change your name. So each time you hear your union, what do you think is happening to you? When you... Blue car. When I say blue car, what happened to you? You had a picture of a blue car. You didn't see B-L-U-E-C-A-R. Words are pictures. So when you think life, blessed, blessed. You're not seeing B-L-E. You're seeing something's happening to me. Something's happening to me. So when the enemy stops your meditation, he's stopping you from picturing. And those pictures, they form images in your life. Like negative in photography. Alright, you take it in a dark room. And then you bring out the full picture. So when you meditate, you keep it going inside you. You keep it going inside you. Isaac knew how to meditate. In Genesis, when they brought him his wife, the Bible said Isaac was in the field. That would be Genesis 24. Isaac was in the field in the evening time meditating. Where did he learn it? From Papa Abraham. He must have seen Papa go out in the night, sit under the tree. Hmm. 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 What's he doing? He's chewing something. He's thinking about promises that God has made to him. Jacob also knew how to meditate. How? When he was going to leave Laban, Laban had a deal with him. Every animal that has spots is your own. Every animal that is good, clean, without spots is my own. Laban now took away all the strong animals that had spots. The good animals there did not have spots. What did Jacob do? He now cut sticks in between the sticks so that they look like they have spots. So each time the animals come to drink and they are mating, they are staring at spotted stick, spotted stick, spotted stick, spotted stick. When they were all going to give birth, spotted children. Animals without spots gave birth to spotted children. It's in the Bible, Genesis 30. What did he do? He was the law of imagination. The law of focus. The more you look at it, you change. First, Second Corinthians 3 and 18, we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a glass, the glory of God. We're changed into the same image. We're changed into the same image. We're changed. So what's this? I know we know. Oh, we just scream, I'm blessed. But it's not enough to scream it. Because two, three days down the line, something might happen to you that attacks your faith. So what do you do? Chew. You keep chewing. You keep chewing. My delight is in the law of the Lord. In that law will I meditate day and night. I will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'll bring forth my fruit in my season. Everybody might have been passing you by. Hold on. You'll bring forth your fruit in your season. You might have traveled, I mean, gone to the embassy, they bang, just relax. Meditate. I bring forth my foot in my season. My leaves would never wither, and anything I do, even if it's to sell toothpick at the bus stop. Listen, no, this is the power of the word. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of, rivers of water. You will, oh dear Lord. But the key is meditate. So I take a verse. And I chew on it. So we're going to do that for two minutes. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. It has no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. It has no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. 
Now, hold on, hold on. I quoted it to you, but please look at it. You have to see it for yourself. It helps you to meditate. See it. Let's go. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. He adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God has no sorrow with it. God blessing of the Lord makes me rich. God has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me prosper. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord gives me abundance. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adding no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Let me stop you there. It looks like we've done 10 minutes. We still haven't done two minutes. Sometimes I time people and I say, see, imagine you're now doing 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes at night. That's what Joshua tells you. You meditate. You will make your way prosperous. They say, ah, this your life is over. Nothing can happen again. The blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. That's no sorrow. Blessing of the Lord. Makes marriage. There's something wrong with your womb. Something's wrong with your ovaries. The blessing of the Lord makes marriage. Has no sorrow. You know you didn't go to secondary school. You don't even have white We can't help you. Nobody in this family can help you. The blessing of the Lord makes marriage. Has no sorrow with it. Blessing of the Lord makes marriage. Let's add Ephesians one three to it. Continue. The blessing of the Lord makes marriage. Has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord. Ephesians one three. Adds no sorrow to it. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed with all spiritual blessings, heavenly place in Christ Jesus, right? Blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adds no sorrow to it. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings, heavenly places. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. It has no sorrow with it. I am blessed with that blessing, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I am blessed. I am blessed. And that blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adds no sorrow. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And this blessing makes me rich. Makes you rich means you can even have money and you're not afraid of the money. Not you now have money, you can't sleep at night. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Let's add Genesis 24, verse 1. Blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Adds no sorrow with it. I am blessed with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that blessing makes me rich. Now, Abraham was old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed him in some things. Is there a seed of Abraham in this house? Is there a seed of Abraham in this house? And Abraham was old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed him in some things. Is there a seed of Abraham in this house? Abraham was blessed with how many things? Is there a seed of Abraham in this house? Abraham was blessed with how many things? Is there a seed of Abraham in his house? Ephesians 1.3 says you have been blessed with how many things? All spiritual blessing. Now, not just physical, heavenly and earthly. 
And then Proverbs now says, the blessing of the Lord, make it rich, as no sorrow fits. So I am blessed with all things. I am blessed with all spiritual blessing. And this blessing makes me rich, as no sorrow. I am blessed with all things. I am blessed with all spiritual blessing. And this blessing makes me rich, as no sorrow. I am blessed with all things. It means when you think this blessing, it means you are thinking protection. Abraham was blessed, so he was protected. Abraham was blessed, so he was defended. Abraham was blessed, so he was fruitful. Abraham was blessed, so his land and everything was growing well. Isaac was blessed, so he was fruitful. Isaac was blessed, so when he planted, there was always harvest. Isaac was blessed, so when there was famine, he always found water. So these are the effects of the blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich, adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich, adds no sorrow with it. I am blessed with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. If when you're saying it, don't be too mechanical. Flow with the spirit. You can say the blessing of the Lord. Ah, blessing of the Lord. Blessing. It makes me rich. Makes me rich. Makes me rich. Makes me rich. Ay, ay, ay. Make, and you're on makes me rich for 15 minutes. And there's traffic in Lagos. Use the traffic. There's traffic in Lagos. You have break time at your workplaces. Some of you own your businesses. Your business doesn't own you. Create time to meditate. Create time to meditate. For when you meditate, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves will never wither. Whatever you do will prosper. You shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves will never wither. Anything you do will prosper. You shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves will never wither. Anything you do will prosper. You shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves will never wither. Anything you do will prosper. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves will never wither. Anything you do will prosper. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Your leaves will never go green and brown, rather. They won't go gold and just go brown. And anything you do, anything you do, is there a seed of Abraham in this house? Dig your well. And you're going to hit water. And when your well gushes out, people will come and drink water from it. It won't be just they told me. It is now I know. And then they will come and learn from you. Praise God. 